Welcome to the latest United Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm stood outside Old Trafford ahead of Manchester United against Tottenham Hotspur. It's a massive game and I'll be honest, I'm worried because I've been speaking to people who know a lot more about football than I do and working at a very high level and they're telling me how good Tottenham are when they're breaking through the middle and if Song and Kane do what they can do then they could shred Manchester United today so you'll be listening to this probably laughing because United have somehow managed not to draw a match and maybe even won a game but there we go I'm not going to talk too much about the game before it happens this podcast is brought to you in association with Bet Fred uh, Fred Doan it's a red Salford red has been since 1967 when the first Bet Fred shop opened and I've just walked across Old Trafford it's a uh, I won't say cold, it's a cool, blustery, bright March day. We're still four and a half hours to kick off. I've been outside the ground like six hours before kickoff, but one of the bonuses is that I've bumped in <laughs> to one of the podcast regulars who's backed by popular demand because people ask me to get him on. It's not the, mo- the world's most miserable man. We'll get him on <laughs> in, in a few more weeks. It's Bindi, how are you doing, mate? All right, Andy, how are you doing? Um, doing great. How can you say you're doing great when United lost the, the Win, derby? lose or draw, we love United. But we lost on the pitch, but we didn't lose outside. Are you uh, talking about the derby here? Yeah, I'm talking about the derby. Were you there? On the streets, I was there. Right. <laughs> right. So... I think it was 4-1 on the pitch and it was 18-0 outside. Right. <laughs> you get me drift. I think I get your drift and I know that people listening to this podcast absolutely <laughs> um, abhor uh, football hooliganism, if that's what you may it's be terrible. even. It's terrible, it's It's an absolutely terrible thing. Yeah. But you came away from uh, City that day not feeling as bad as no, you no, might no, have no, done. No, no, no. no, I had a little chuckle to myself, really, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. They've been getting a bit arrogant. They got put in the place on Sunday. I dare say people even listening to this would quite like to hear, hear to hear that. Um, I'm not going to incriminate anybody here. Yeah. Um, and well, you've never... anybody who knows the, the public houses around the empty ad will know where I mean. Okay. And you're a good boy yourself, obviously. You've well behaved. Never... I like. I don't mind a laugh. Can take it on the chin. Have you ever been known to the authorities? <laughs> a long time ago. They call it, um, what do they call it when they finish with them? They, they, they scrubbed them, but they've still got your name there. Remand. Spent. <laughs> no, they spent. are spent. Yes. Um, would you be familiar with any of the prisons of the northwest of England? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a long time ago, Andy, a long time ago. You're a good boy now. Oh, well behaved. Um, I've been in strange ways Wants to play a staff football match <laughs> And wants to see Tony O'Neill <laughs> And uh Well the biggest gang in Manchester Are the GMP Okay And we'll leave it at that The lovely people uh, This podcast has taken an unexpected turn Right at the start <laughs> Listen It was awful last week at, at, at City Disgraceful Come here You've got to talk into the microphone Disgraceful Disgraceful Why? Well we brought two manks on, Lingard and Rashford. What, what did they come on for? I don't know. Were they picking the litter up round the side of the pitch? Or was it for Instagram or what's the other thing? Twitter and all that. Carry Facebook. On. Facebook, Are you on, yeah. are you on any of these Am things? I? 
<laughs> not a chance. You're not on social media. Nothing like have that. Have you got an no. email address? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Have you? Have, oh. you, have you got a phone? Uh, yeah, I'll leave that to my son, you know what I mean? So you leave everything to other people? Yeah, so. I can't be dealing with all that technology. Um, they, did, they didn't play well and United didn't play well, but you, you said they're from Manchester. Is it a good or bad thing? Is it important that Mancunians play for Manchester United? I'm asking someone here who's famously got the most Mancunian accent. Well, Although, someone's pulled me up about you. Have you got brothers? Yeah. They said they've, they've got even more Manchester accents than you. You sound posh in comparison to them. Probably right, yeah. <laughs> of course it's important. Busby, that's what Busby sat, set this club off with. Bringing our own players through. We don't want uh, mercenaries turning up for the money and all. You know what I mean? I want a player who loves the shirt. Like Alanga said in his interview. He's I'm, Swedish. I don't care. He's well, here for the club. He's got a funny... Suppose, well, like you're he, talking about my man accent. That's not the Swedish accent. I know what he's... he's he grew got. up near Hatsley, I think. Right. Um, he's here for the club. That's what we want. He's been good, hasn't he? But yeah, We're awful, though. We're kid. awful. We're terrible. How do you feel about today? I'm not... I'm used to it now. Listen, we had dark days in 75. They were dark days. Were you going now? Yeah, yeah, that was when I was your age. They were dark My days. Age. That's 50 years ago. All right. <laughs> they were dark days, Andy. They were dark days. Were you going all home and away, Dan? Yeah, that was when I was a young lad. What then. was it like, the relegation season? Brilliant. <laughs> going down? When we went down? It was no, brilliant. at least we fought. We had a goal, didn't we? At least we, we tried. We tried. And 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 then how did you feel when United went down? Well, I was devastated. But Tommy Docherty got us back. Gordon Hill, Stevie Coppel, Army, Pancho, Lou. Well, it was great days. Um, now you mentioned that era and you mentioned it, not me. We should mention that Franco Farrell passed away. Um, yeah. This week, he was a lovely man, Frank. I think he was 94, 95, and yeah. I was—I'd never had any dealings with him as a journalist. And I got asked in 2004 by the editor of a newspaper in Cork, where he was from. He was a proud Corkman. He dreamed of being a, a, a steam engine driver and driving the Cork to Dublin Express, as he called it, and like his father had done. He loved trains yeah. and train stations. Can't think why I might have got on with him. And. He put me in touch with him and I spoke to Frank for two hours and he was, a, he was a very bright man and he spoke very cogently about Manchester United and how he'd been mistreated by Manchester United and I believed every word he said and sometimes I see the victor's idealised version of history, Ferguson's version of history, Busby's version of history. Yeah. There is another version and Frank O'Farrell was shafted by Manchester United. He threatened to take them to court and he ended up taking a Q on a QC. United had not paid him his wages. He had to sign on in the Dole office in Salford. And the owner, the boss at the Dole office, recognised him because he was the manager of Manchester United and felt embarrassed for him, let him come in through the back door. And it was only when Manchester United were threatened with cross-examination by a QC. Have you ever come across any QCs? Yes, yeah, plenty of them. We'll not talk about that. Yeah. That United um, paid up uh, out of court. And Frank didn't speak about this for decades, but... He was a good footballer, he was a good football thinker, he was part of that West Ham gang led by Malcolm Allison, yeah. of shaping the way that football was played in, in the future. Um, didn't work out for him at Manchester United, and he lost his job, and he was undermined, and rest in peace, you know, he's a, 
Who's Manchester United? What well, you first told me there is Irish an absolute manager. disgrace. Disgraceful. Well, it's, just, it's the truth. Every I believe it. I believe it. And it didn't help that George was in the team at the time as well. So one story he told me was that he went to Belfast to see George's parents to get a better understanding with them. And George missed the next training session. And George said, uh, "Hello, Ben." Hi, mate. This How is Ben Forney. Ben, yes. score prediction, please, for today. It could be 3 0 either way, but I'm hoping it's going the way of the Reds. Ben, we're dreadful. I'm not going to get you in trouble here because you work for MUTV, yeah. but we're absolutely dreadful at the moment. But look at you just smiling. A win would be brilliant. Are we going to win? Um, it's a big, put it this way, it's a big 72 hours for the club. Yeah. yeah. Why are we playing on Monday? No, you're, not, you're right. Ah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a smart arse. For this season, anyway. See bit. Season and and um, Franco Farrell said to George Best, um, why have you not been training? And he said, I've just been home to Belfast for the weekend to see my parents. He said, that's interesting, because I've been with your parents this weekend. And he, mentioned, he made no mention of you. And George Best hadn't been in Belfast at no. all, but Franco Farrell was smarter <laughs> than George Best. Yeah. And when he was offered the United job, Matt Busby offered him £12,000. Okay? Yeah. Supposed to be the previous manager. You get that a day, don't you now, Andy? Yeah, yourself. <laughs> an hour. An hour. <laughs> and he came to Old Trafford, and United's chairman said to him, "Okay, as you know, it's fifteen thousand for the job." He said, "But Matt offered me twelve thousand. It's a bit low. It's a bit low. He didn't need to do that." Why did Johnny Giles leave here? Well, again, and Roy Keane and Johnny Giles and and Paul Ince. Yeah. They're entitled to their version of events, and Lee Sharp went yeah, to see him a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's often two versions of history. Of course there is. And you know, rest in peace, Frank. Is is what yeah. what what I would. Um, that was my era. He tried. He wasn't up to the job. The players didn't help him. Who who we had an aging squad, and George. Ask Wilf McGuinness about George. I mean, <sighs> did, I did Paddy Crowan's book, so I got lots of George <laughs> stories in there. <laughs> And Paddy took George into his house in Charlton, and yeah, some interesting. Yeah, uh, 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 Paddy would have got divorced if he hadn't got rid of George. I think. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paddy once said, "If George would have been born ugly, his career would have lasted a lot longer." Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. George is a very uh, good-looking fella. But what was it like watching United in the in the seventies and going to places like York and? And it, Oxford, it, which weren't used to staging. It's your life. Sports. It was your life. No money, hitchhiking. So you'd hitch there? Any, not everywhere, but I never had any money, you know what I mean? And but just, just lived for it. How would you get lived in the ground? For well, we'd find a way in. You just would. Come on. Over the fence. Anyway, selling the programmes. <laughs> really? How, how, how would you acquire the programmes? <laughs> <laughs> would, would you like send an invoice to York City <laughs> the, in the week before the game? Bristol Rovers. <laughs> what happened at Bristol Rovers? Oh, you don't want to know, Andy. It was an Easter. It was terrible. I thought I'd walked into World War III. I was only a kid, you know what I mean? It was like that everywhere. It was a Red Army. We went everywhere and we were crap. And I don't know. They were dark days, but these days at the moment, I don't know. You need... You, Roy, Roy Keane said it on Sunday. We need to get the right manager in. Ollie set us back. Ollie has set this club back Why? two years. Well, you, he was the manager... Pogba's in Dubai. I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of what goes on there. But I, I don't last know. Season. 
Hey? Finished second last Yeah, because all the others were crap. Injuries and they were in European Cup finals. Okay, then how do you finish second and then you, you crap the next season then? I, I, I'm not you saying that United were not crap in the autumn because they were. I'm not saying that Oli didn't deserve to lose his job because when you lose, I think, five out of seven at Manchester United, yeah, well, you're not going to keep Anybody who keeps picking Fred and McTominay, they're going to lose their job. I don't care. He comes through the, the, the crap. The crap. Getting angry as you're saying yeah, this. Yeah, now, the you? crap. The fucking lot of them at the back are crap. Varane's not crap. No, well, he wasn't there on Sunday, was he? No. Thank fuck. He you know missing. what I mean? Yeah. It might, might not have been 4-1 if he'd have Cavani's been there. It might have been 2-1. But his performance record's crap. Cavani, because yeah. he can never bleed in play. He's always injured. Let's get him. I'm sure he doesn't want to be injured. Uh, who would you like to see as manager next season of United? Ten Hag. Why? Just like what he's... Just how he runs Ajax and how he's got them playing. And, do you know what I mean? He got to a semi-final of a Champions League. If it hadn't have been for the goalkeeper, they might have got to the final. He was knocked out in that semi-final by Mauricio Pochettino's yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. Well, the, the one that Spurs. just got beat by Real Madrid. Well, was there midweek in the ground? Unbelievable. Although I must admit, I think I, I think he was Rob Poch because that was a foul on the keeper for was me. It? Yeah, and I would definitely say that was a foul. So. You know what Real Madrid are like in Europe? They seem to have uh, everything goes in their favour when the brown envelopes get passed over. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble there. I don't think that any of the, the Madrileño, Madrileño judiciary listens to this podcast, yeah. but if they do, we're going to have to defend ourselves here against Tell them to come and see me. I'm, here. I'm in Manchester if you want to have a word. All right, so where will United finish this season finally? Where will they finish? Where will we finish? Not well, they. Hopefully, well, we're not going to make the top four. That's gone. That's gone. And I don't want to finish in the top six. I don't want to be in no conference, European conference. Or... I, I do. I'd rather be in Europe than not be no, in No, I'd rather do what Arsenal are doing at the moment. They only play one game a week and they're getting to consolidate and they're getting ready for a, one, a challenge. One, one game a week's not good for a squad. Players want to play football matches. Well, Ars don't seem to want to play, do they? If you've got that Europa League, Lingard it's, it's better for squad management because you can give yeah, more you're, minutes you're to you're more look, players. You're looking at it as a football journalist. I'm looking at it as a Man United. But do you know what? Like, I know you're a, you're a Man United fan, but... But, but I mean, I'd much rather United were in the Champions League, but from yeah. a trip perspective, going to places in recent years like St Etienne, it was great. It was great. <laughs> Going to different places. They, they were a long time ago. No, no, I'm on about the recent one in, in 17. Oh, or, yeah. um, you know, United played in some mad places. Luhansk, man, you couldn't go to Luhansk now. Not that the game was there. It's changed, um, it's changed. But, but you, that competition does throw up some good trips. Yeah, the, but the Europa. I don't want a good trip. I want my club to win a trophy. Oh, fair enough. Have you seen any City fans this week since, <laughs> since Sunday? Have you seen plenty of them? What they said, they're gloating to you. Not now, they're gloating about the game on the pitch, but they're not gloating about the game off the pitch. Okay. And we'll leave it at that, Andy. All right, can I have a score prediction for today, please? Um, my heart says United, but my head says Tottenham, it does. I can't, I can't see anything. We can't even score a goal anymore. What are you making a manager? Ralph? Well, I don't know him. But he looks great on Sky and he talks great on Sky. But I don't know what he's doing at Carrington. 
I'd love him. Rashford and Lingard. I'd love him to go for a meal with you. Yeah. Just you and I'd him. I'd love to go for a meal with. I'd love to get in that changing room. I Where would you take him for a meal? <laughs> uh, in Manchester. Doggies. <laughs> right. All right. Then. I don't know what doggies is. Thank you for your time. See you later. During this great reshuffle, a record number of employees are considering switching jobs. So now's your chance to try and attract them. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you connect with the people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring, that's hashtag hiring, framed to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires against the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash united. Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Getting closer to kickoff time. What's your name and where are you from? Uh, John from Bristol with my son Mark. And how often do you come up from Bristol? Uh, all the time. Every game. Holders, most right, Mark, you all right? Yeah, the only time we don't bother is if work, work commitment. And aways as well? Yeah, aways. When we can get them, when the tourists haven't got the tickets, yeah. So, how long does it take you to get up from Bristol normally? Too fucking long. <laughs> Too long? Anything from two and a half to five hours, depending on M5, M6. Bet you got to Madrid quicker. Yeah, we did. Went to Madrid, yeah. No problem. Bristol out, Airport. Bristol straight to Madrid? Bristol straight to Madrid, Is there yeah. a direct flight? Yeah. Tuesday, out on the Tuesday, back on the Thursday. Manchester United are pretty well supported in your neck of the woods. There's a big branch in Bridgewater. Bridgewater, Bristol, Gloucester. Yeah, yeah. proper. And your city is mainly city with a good splash of Rovers? 50-50. Uh, 50-50? Yeah. Okay. Bristol City like to think that they own the city like city up here. Right. On the river, don't they? Do you have a preference out of the two Bristol teams? Yeah, gas. Yeah, Rovers, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why there's a bit of an edge in that reply then. Um, if you support a team with City, you know what I mean? It's not happening, is it? Um, how are you feeling about Manchester United at the moment? Delirious. Love the club. Yeah. You know, from the days of the 80s, all the way through, Atkinson's teams like brilliant football Tommy Dock obviously what attracted United you to Manchester United from Bristol uh, years ago when we played them in the League Cup 74 I think it was Bristol Rovers game, yeah you're not going to believe this but the previous guest on the podcast name checked Bristol Rovers as in going there in the, that game Binzi yeah so oh, the fact Binzi, that you're yeah. saying oh. so that just fell in love with them and then so you went to that game as a yeah. neutral? Yeah. When I was a teenager, when I was between 16 and 18, I watched Rovers at home and, and United at home. And Just then, how long have you had a season ticket? Uh, now, this time, must be what? 10 years. 10, 10 years. Yeah, 10, 12 years. But we've been going since? Been going since 
74. Wow. What do people in Bristol think of you travelling all around the world to watch Manchester United? Uh, they say support your local team, but it's easier to support your local team, isn't it? To actually get up at like 4, 3, 2 in the morning to come up, watch United, watch them away. Watch, it's just it's a lot harder to get life. tickets as well, isn't it? It's like being a mod, it's a way of life. It's your life. You know? And it's not easy travelling so much. I, I got a bus with the Plymouth Reds a few years ago, left at 10 past 4 in the morning. Nice. You know, it's a lot of commitment. It's massive commitment, you know, still becoming like I'm 60 this year, so I love it. Where will United finish this season? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah, Yeah, man, I like your optimism, really. I hope you're right. Fourth. Why not? Just give me me some mushrooms on that. The heart says fourth. Right, your heart said fourth, but your head said... And the head says... Spurs are more inconsistent than Spurs are more inconsistent than we are. Arsenal's three games in hand are against Tottenham, Chelsea, and Liverpool. They ain't beating any of them. I'm all ears, mate. I've so. just had a bad week of it. I, I want to feel good about things. I'd be more optimistic if Henderson was in goal. Then De Gea. Yeah, I'm not a De Gea. You're not a De Gea. He was. What do you not like about De Gea? He listens to this podcast. So just, abs- just, just say abs- specifically what he's at. He's at David. I love him. You're absolutely amazing shot stopper. Best in the world. But that is all you're good at. That's all he's good at. He's a good dad. He, well, yeah, he might be a good dad. I can't speak for that. But he must be a good lover as well. Have you seen his part? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we got to concentrate on the football, haven't we? Last yeah. season, when our defence was much better than it has been this season, Henderson was in goal. He brings much more... There's so much more organised, the defence, when he's in there. Much more organised. He's a good goalkeeper. He's a Premier League goalkeeper. Comes off his line. He's vocal. And when did you start working for his agent? <laughs> I know he's a good goalie and I suspect he will leave if he's not first and choice and I don't blame him for leaving because he should be playing for a good team and what you're saying is fair comment I don't agree with you I think David is a better goalkeeper I don't, I don't dislike the hair obviously I like the hair he's done but whenever he plays well it's when we're, being, when we're shit like he's like I said he's the best shot stopper in the world but all the other attributes of his game can I say some United players and get your immediate quick fire judgment on them? Paul Pogba. No comment. Fred. Underrated. 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 Scott McTominay. Overrated. Over- Anthony Alanga. Still developing. Alanga. So. Still developing. Marcus Rashford. S- hoping. I won't write him off yet. Still hoping. I won't write him off yet. Jaden Sancho. Love Brilliant. Him. Edinson Cavani. Shit ice. <laughs> Loved him for six months. Shit ice. Out with an haircut. Shit ice. Yeah, bye bye this year. Loved him last season. Anthony Martial. <sighs> Hit and miss. Who? Hit and miss. Anthony Martial. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. Legend. 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 Yeah? Legend. Yeah. Of course he is. Uh, John, um, they're just describing Cristiano yeah, as a legend. He was. You yeah, probably been on. the biggest <laughs> critic yeah. of Cristiano Ronaldo. Our season, mate. You ruined your season, mate. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Ruined right. the season today, we signed. But if you ask me one word on yeah, Ronaldo, he, he then he's a legend. I think it was the wrong signing. We'd have been better off putting that money into a centre midfielder. Harry Maguire. It's cost Ollie. Harry Maguire gets yeah. so much stick, and it's not after time, it's not his fault. Stick with him. Stick with him. He's our captain. Rafael Varane. Goat, isn't he? Quality, if he can stay fit. Sick note. Sick note. So if you're Big United, I'll give you a little quiz then. What's the name of Varane's mum? 
they're drinking. <laughs> this is Varane. Correct. Well done. Hundred percent. That's fantastic. Right. Finally, next manager, Luis Enrique. Yeah, I wish. Do it now. Keep Ralph to the end of the World Cup. Bring well, Luis I've written that in. this week. I agree with we, you. Go on Twitter and you'll be seeing us saying it for the past six months. If I had to choose one manager, it would be Luis Enrique, by a mile. But it's the the World Cup is this year with uh, Spain, and that's difficult. I'll tell you why I choose you choose him. He's been there and done it. He's won the big cups. He's played for the biggest teams. He's managed a huge club. He's managed outside of Spain already. He speaks different languages. He's used to the media pressure. He'd go face-to-face with Guardiola. He could galvanise Manchester United. The players would look up to him. He'd take absolutely no fucking about. And, you, and his teams play very good football. And do you know what else he did? What? He made Barcelona better when Pep left. Played he's more direct. Scored more goals. I didn't worry about more records. Off around Madrid no, players over. No, I didn't. He's a man. He he's didn't pick a single man. Real Madrid player. But it's going to be it's going to be very hard to get him out. out he's out, the best of, of the best. They go on about Poch and Ten Hag. Poch should be my second choice. Poch second. Right, boys. Got a United v Stanza shift. Good luck to the Bristol Reds. And the Bridgewater Reds and the Gloucester Reds and the Avon Reds. You're going to be on the podcast. Sixty-eight minutes gone. United winning two-one in a very open game. I'm nervous watching it. I enjoyed the first half, even though I should have been nervous watching that. Very open game. Tottenham had more possession. United two goals from Ronaldo. Great goals. Talking about a penalty from Harry Kane. Just end the game now, referee. I just worry watching this United at Tottenham get back into it. Because they've got the players to do that, especially down the middle. And United lose possession too much with Paul Pogba. Jaden Sancho has actually had a good game. Fred's had a good game too. And Ronaldo scored twice. So there's 20 minutes left. hope we can stay like this because it'd be a big win if United can win this it really will just need to keep singing the Alanga song like in Madrid right get United through to the end of the game maybe you can even score as well when he touches it the Tottenham fans singing that's because Tottenham have just scored it's 2 all with 15 minutes to go and can't seem surprised well United just had a good attack then we're coming from Sancho on the right Cristiano who's shooting on goals the third time he's been letting this off he's having a go Good links between Sancho and Ronaldo. Corner to United in front of the Stratford end. I did straight out. Ronaldo's coming off. <laughs> he just scored. Listen how loud it is. 
Cameras pan to uh, Tom Brady, who's buzzing. Stratford dancing with Eva Ronaldo. 59th career hat trick. There's uh, seven minutes left. Don't lose this United. Don't, don't, don't not win this United. Superb header from uh, a corner. Victor Lindelof's come on for him as United protect the lead. A second before that, uh, Cavani have come on for Nemanja Matic, which was a risk. But obviously one will take it off. Just thought Tottenham had a hand with that. Listen to it, listen to this. There's two and a half minutes left, and Old Trafford's bouncing. I'm still nervous if I'm honest, but it'd be really nice to hear a roar on the final whistle at Old Trafford after a great game. It's been too long, and this has been a great game. And this United isn't the United of old. They do concede too many chances. Teams like Tottenham do come here now and look better for them large parts of the game and have more possession that's why this team is with Manchester United at the moment we had five goals three from Ronaldo he came off straight away Lindelof came on United tried to see the game out there's uh, one minute 40 seconds left so nice little tackle there from Alanga all the United players are behind the ball oh listen to that roar <laughs> That's David De Gea catching the ball. Take your time. Man, he just kicked it out. To be fair, he's kicked it out and he's found its man. Found Sancho. It's found Cavani. Cavani's running at goal. Puts the ball through. What was that about? So Sancho ran into it. And who's that? Got a, got a foot to it. Reggion got a foot to that. So there's there's less than one minute left. Just blow, ref. Just blow. <coughs> just blow. Come on, just blow. You've had your fun. You've had your fun. 40 seconds left. Stop counting down, you knobhead. Nice header away. Run it into the corner. 27 seconds left. Take your time. Well done. That's Sancho just holding the ball up. Just play it. Just thread on the ball. Don't, just don't lose the ball. Just keep the ball. Oh, no, 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 no. Just kick the ball away. There's nine seconds left. Don't do this to me. Do not do this to me. 
Do not do this to me. <coughs> Don't do this. Win it. Come on. <laughs> Lots of beautiful noise. It's been a while. Top them turn the backs and go home. Tottenham players on the floor. Well, so let's see where Manchester United are in the league now. I know Arsenal have got to play. But, uh, United are back up to fourth. Uh, 50 points. Arsenal have got uh, 24 games in hand. Um, Arsenal need to stop winning, basically. They've got a slightly better goal difference than United, but that, that was a big win today. Tottenham would have gone above Manchester United. <coughs> and now Tottenham are five points behind United. They've still got two games in hand. That just shows even more why it was a big win today.